Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. A nice email uh, to us from Valerie and Michael Lynch saying, Hi, my family and I were fortunate enough to get to Thomond Park for the Munster vs Stormers match at the weekend. Great evening's entertainment, but I must congratulate the Live 95 commentary team. We always listen to the Live 95 commentary through small radios while at the match itself, and the commentary was exceptional. We were still talking about it when we got home. Please pass on our gratitude, and we look forward to the next match in Thomond Park if this is what Live 95 has to offer and uh, indeed it was a very fine commentary of a good win for Munster so Munster are going to score here no matter what and breaking out the back of the line Barry Murphy said he was going to do something and he just he if you can slam dunk a try I think he just slam dunk a try there could be a giant crater over in that corner of the pitch I think the new hero has arrived in Tom Park ladies and gentlemen holy Right, well, there you heard uh, Barry Murphy and Donald Sullivan providing that commentary and Munster coming back from eight points down at half time to beat uh, South African side, the Stormers, 34-18 in the United Rugby Championship on Saturday night. And Barry Murphy is on the line now. Good morning to you, Barry. Good morning, Joe. How are you? I, I know you did a number of commentaries during lockdown with nobody in the place, but it's always different when you have the crowd, isn't it? It is. It was so good to be back Uh Weird to have crowds there, which is uh, which is strange to say, but um, no, it was very enjoyable. And thanks so much to that listener who wrote in. Um, it's good to hear that uh, the people are enjoying it, and uh, yeah, it's great to be back with Don in a in a stadium. I know there was only ten thousand there, wasn't full, but still they made uh, a lot of noise. And in particular for that uh, RG Snyman try, which is brilliant to see a guy come back and how much it meant to him and how much it meant to the players and the crowd. So. It was a good moment. And for two weeks in a row, uh, the uh, new South African franchises at Thomond Park gave a sense of what they could bring to the new United Rugby Championship. But in the end, uh, Munster managed to get out the door with victories. Yeah, I think the Sharks game was uh, was you know was very one sided. But um, uh, you know, on Saturday night, the Stormers gave a you know much better, better representation of what they can bring to the competition. They like they months were very lucky to go in only eight points down. As I said they, they were fifteen points down, um possibly could have uh, conceded another try. Um they're out half mid up missed two kickable uh, penalties. So they could have been looking at twenty two, twenty five points down at half time, which would have been unbelievable. I mean I can't remember the last time I'd seen that. Literally that close so um, you know they they can play. They they're very aggressive, very big players. You know as we know from the South Africans that we have on our side. Um, but they, they they didn't just box kick, which I think is, um, is what we've all become used to with South Africans. There were plenty of ball. They were playing most of the rugby for, uh, for that first half. So look, it's uh, it hasn't looked well on uh, on paper over the last few weeks with most teams scoring bonus point tries against them, but. I think once they get their internationals back in December, obviously that will make a big change, you know, to both sides as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it's all very early days. You know it better than anyone, Barry, from your own playing days. But at the same time, you know, Munster will be pleased enough with their start. Uh, they will. They will. I'd hope they wouldn't be too pleased, to be honest with you, uh, Joe, because they um, they just they don't seem to be getting out of the traps. And I know it is early doors, but... Uh, you know the problem we've we've seen with Munster over the last few years is that 
they can win these uh, these games against lesser sides, and they can overpower them. And, and uh, you know, as we saw at the weekend, there was five tries, all of them from either picking goals or malls. And that's kind of what we've become to come to expect from Munster is that they'll grind teams down. But when they do come up against the bigger sides, like the Leinsters or the bigger bigger times sides in Europe. Uh, they keep falling at that hurdle, and it's uh, it's from a, maybe a lack of an more of an expansive game plan, or or uh, what I always find is that they're slow to get out of the traps and, and not really um, you know go after teams from from the first minute and kind of what happened again at the weekend. So look, uh, we were we always have very high demands and, and as fans of Munster that we kind of want them to to get over the line and get that trophy that we've been missing for what, ten years now and. You know, you always feel like we we need to see more. Um, there's a lot less games this season with the change in the fixtures. So you know, we've only got uh, three more games left before the autumn internationals, and then uh, we're into December already. So but they are going to be under pressure. You know, Van Gaal will be be feeling a lot of pressure. His contract is uh, up this year, and I think uh, you know that that that's important. That I think we we have these demands and expect that we get trophies and we've had the strongest squad that we've had in a long time um, so they've done well to build that squad and you know, it's, uh, I think it's time that we maybe see some results Yeah, right. One other unrelated thing, I've been watching this Ultimate Hell Week that you're involved in and I, I have to say I'm, it's been through my fingers and I keep saying, leave our Barry alone you, you mean people I mean, this is absolutely unbelievable stuff that you guys were put through yeah, it was. To be fair, um, uh, thanks for your support. Um, I'm I'm loving watching it. To be fair, because it's, uh, it's a while since we've done it, and they've done an unbelievable job in the production and that. But yeah, look, it's uh, it was an incredible experience. It really was. Um, I can't fill you in too much on what happens sure. in the next two yeah. episodes. But um, look, what what I took from it was how you know you can. Yeah, so it's the cliche. You, you you can definitely push yourself more than you think you can. And like I went into a state of shock. I think for the first two days, where I'm just trying to hang on in there. But uh, as the 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 guys that are doing it, the drill sergeant, the DS, they gave a good chat with them over the last few weeks about it. We've met up with different things. They kind of talk about how they break you with the idea to build you back up. It's not really to, which I think maybe comes across in the TV. It's not just to abuse you and um you know to make you feel like you know crap or whatever it's it's to see how far they can tear you down to then build you back up and i definitely started feeling that at this point in the show so uh it's it was an incredible experience to, to go through that i suppose military being militarized or whatever yeah. you want to call it well but, i'll tell you I, you're all showing remarkable patience i wouldn't have lasted 30 seconds of that guy roaring <laughs> at me i would just have said really? you see the pride yeah that's the thing i think the beauty of it is joe that we're all maybe bar peter stringer the rest of us are, are pretty normal you see we're not uh <laughs> <laughs> Strings is a little bit of a freak physically <laughs> and mentally, but uh, I'll try to just keep as close to him as possible. But the rest of us are kind of, you know, I don't think we were as very well prepared for it. So I think maybe that's why people are relating to it. Kind of feel, okay, if, if they can do it, then maybe I can do it. And I think yeah. that's the beauty of it. You, you'd be surprised. 
you know, yeah, how, how much you can push yourself. So. Fair pictures, all I'd say. I know it's for a good cause as well. I know you're doing, you're doing it for charity too, but my, my, oh, my, oh, my. All right, but it's well well worth the watch. Ultimate Hell Week. You see Barry and Andrew Trimble and Strings and a few other characters that you'll recognise as well. Great, Barry. Listen, good to chat to you. Thanks a million. You too, Joe. Take Thanks, man. See you. Bye-bye. It's a Barry Murphy who was co-commentator with Don on the Munster match. We're chatting sport and in Gaelic games, the lineup for the County Senior Hurling Championship semi-finals now confirmed. Kilmallock will face Dune following their quarter-final win over South Liberties after extra time. Here's a chance for Kilmallock and a goal out of absolutely nothing. Gray Mulcahy has stroked at home a goal for Kilmallock and a huge score in the context of the match. Uh, one of two online commentaries of those quarterfinals yesterday and Patrick's well set up a semi-final with defending champions Napiershig following a late two-point win over fierce rivals Adair. Yeah, Mark Carmody picks out the man who's on fire at the moment. That's Jason Galan. Jason Galan puts it over the bar. Level game, Jason Galan stepping up to the mark. So often we talk about his brother Aaron. It's Jason. And the game is over. Unbelievable finish to this game. Jason Glenn just out of nowhere gets four points in, from play there in the space of two minutes. Well, you heard uh, Jim Bob uh, Ryan there with Luke on the second commentary. You heard the voice of Mal Keevney on the commentary before that. Uh, and uh, Patrick Halpin in New Jersey says he just tuned in in time to catch Jason Galan's points. Tell Jim Bob I still have sore shins from uh, playing his dad at under 14 level. I'm sure he'd be nice to hear that anyway. Um, Luke, uh, some fabulous um, scores uh, and um, we know where we're going now with the semis. Yeah, it was, a, it was a great day. I got in early for the, the first quarter final, which you, you have to say is the, the quarter final of the day. I mean, it was a magnificent game. 133 to 517. And after extra time with Kilmallock coming up trumps in the end. And uh, Graham Mulcahy hasn't had uh, much hurling done over the last couple of months, but uh, he came up trumps in uh, the the last uh, the latter stages of, of extra time with about 1-3 from play. So Kilmallock go through. Patrick Swell then had to dig very deep. Adair were very close to pulling off an upset they were a, a couple of points up coming into the last quarter and Jason Galan as you heard there four points from play and uh, that was that Patrick's well march on to the semi-final so it's the same semi-final lineups as as last year and they take place this Sunday at the two Scalic grounds so looking forward to that one at two o'clock that's Kilmallock v Dune four o'clock then Patrick's well and uh, defending champions in a Pearshick. so it's all heating up in the county senior hurling championship Joe and uh, we should be in for two cracking encounters, I think, on Sunday. All right, very good. And then in uh, soccer, uh, Micah Hearn, uh, Treaty will have to wait to just confirm their place in the playoffs. They went to uh, Shelburne at the weekend and uh, Shelburne won and became champions of the first division as a result. Certainly did, Joe, yeah. A penalty won the game for Shelburne. Uh, disappointingly, as Tommy said on Saturday morning sport, it was the third time Alan Patchell, the referee, has given penalties to Dublin sides against Treaty. So they might want to avoid him, uh, certainly if they get a playoff semi-final uh, with the home leg due to be a first. But look, limping their way j- there, Joe, I think is the best way to describe it. They might not have to kick a ball to secure it this Friday night because Shelburne, who'll be presented with the trophy, 
this Friday. You'd hope they wouldn't want to lose to Athlone when they're lifting the, the first division title. But if Athlone don't beat Shelburne, then the following Friday against Athlone becomes irrelevant. However, if Athlone under their new manager, Paul Doolan, were to win in Shelburne, then it would be a gigantic clash the following week at the Marketfield Stadium. So Treaty don't have a game this coming week, Joe. That's because UCD have international call-ups, particularly to the Irish under-21 squad who play on Friday. And that means their game against UCD will be delayed for a couple of weeks. So the next time they're in action is Friday week, and that will be at home to Athlone in the final home game of the season. All right, very good. And just very briefly, uh, Luke, Lydia, I know the AIL in rugby was uh, back and uh, a message coming in here for the Gary Owen girls who won the Pat Lawler Cup at the weekend. First time in the history of the club, a female team played for the club in their first ever contact match and they won the tournament. Wanted a mention of that from that listener. Um, but uh, very briefly, I mean, very decent crowds turning up uh, at the AIL, weren't there? Decent crowds, yeah. The noise there was was fantastic. I saw some clips and and this and that, and uh, there definitely were some great crowds and people getting back out to support local rugby. We had two big wins. Both those wins came in Division One A of the of the AIL with uh, Gary Owen and Young Munster pulling off bonus point wins. The rest of the sides suffered defeats. Some of them very narrow defeats. You look at uh, Shannon losing in the the last minute to a try. So uh, there's still plenty to build on for the rest of the sides. But good to get two sides up and running with uh, big wins and uh, roll on to next week's action now. Alright, very good. Thank you so much to Luke Liddy. Thank you to Michael Hearn and to Barry Murphy before that for all the great sporting coverage as well over the weekend. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.